0: You are entering the Shungite zone. This is the Shungite Radio Show produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. And welcome to Shungite Reality. It's September 12th, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Derek Condit. And Walt Silver. Mark is not here today. Off on some project. And um, hi, guys. Hi, Derek.
1: Hey, good morning. Morning, Walt, Nancy.
0: Good morning, Derek. Morning, Nancy. Morning, listeners, chatters. <laughs> good day, wherever you are. Um, okay, so today we're going to start out with uh, Derek telling you about his New project because he's got a new project and it's very, (laughs) it's, it's really very, very, uh, intriguing what's going to happen next because he's made a jump. Well, he's just adding, it's just an addition to, to the metaphysical store, uh, mystical wares. it it's, I'm turning it over to you because you can explain it much better than I can.
1: No problem. I'm actually going to share a link in chat right now. So for those that are chatting. Is, is the space clear, Derek? Did you scan it? Oh, yeah. And, ah, actually, I'll get into that. That's interesting, because I'll talk to what Jalissa did about the building beforehand. Nancy, please don't let me forget that. Um, and I got to use remind me about that. But for those listeners, and I'll answer all here as well in a second, because that's, that's actually synchronistic. Um, If you want to go to it, you can go to mystical, I'm sorry, wow, we're talking about scores. The new venture is called Bigfoot's Den. So the website is Bigfoot's, which is plural, hyphen, or a dash in there, den.com. So Bigfoot's-den.com. And on that website is, is, um, I just put that together in the last week or so, the website, and I show the images. So what we're doing, it's about 15 minutes or so from our mystical wares location in mount vernon washington so bigfoot's den is located in cedro woolly washington and what it's going to be is a combination of cafe pub uh loosely an arcade but it's way more than that it's an entire game floor we'll have live events live bands karaoke so bigfoot idol is what we're going to be calling it here Uh, obviously a play on american idol And then more than that, but it is a – so, again, for those who don't go to the website right now, it's an 18,000-square-foot, two-story building. There's a whole lower level, but we're not using that. Um, But the two floors we're using, the second one, we're filling with arcade games, pool tables, foosball. um, It goes on and on from there. Um, So, that's what that'll be. And then it's, again, with the whole Bigfoot tie-in. You'll see the images on our website. We've even got a, Nancy, I don't know if I told you this, but I've been developing um, a our own kids menu. So of course we want to hook up the younger ones with something to do with the table. So if they're coming in to eat, because we'll have Bigfoot sized pizzas, like 22 something inches around and massive Bigfoot sized cinnamon rolls. But what I'm saying is we're putting the menu together where we've developed a friendly Bigfoot guardian of the forest story and that's on the website, if you're curious about reading it. It'll be printed on there as well. So, you know, we teach them, you know, just the, a friendly aspect of Bigfoot or Sasquatch, because it's very well known up here. Uh, and then we're going to have a lot more on the menu than just the story. We're going to do a whole connect-the-dot thing, you know, like any typical kid's menu. Um, but it'll be, you know, nature and educational um, oriented in, in various ways about taking care of nature and things like that. So... Um, we're gonna, you know, have our spin on it, of course, but wood everywhere. We already have none of them are in those photos yet, but I'll get them up. I don't know, a dozen or so, and then one really large one, cedar carved Sasquatch carving that's seven foot something tall in here that you can, you know, see when you walk in the doors and take a selfie with if you want. But it is a community place, family oriented, um, no hard alcohol, anything like that, just beer, wine, and cider sort of deal uh, for the adults. So, but Nancy, I don't know if we want to get any more into that. At all. I know we're going to transition into uh, some some Bigfoot and, Sas- or, and or Sasquatch um, conversation here in a minute. Well, we'll, well,
0: talk- well let's talk about the building because one of the things that I've been, you know, trying to, to to do in the current shows now is to talk more about enterology. And when you've got a building that's 100 years old it's gone through a number of transitions. There's got to be a tremendous amount of energies associated with it. And maybe we can talk about why is that? Why do energies get locked into certain places? What's all that about? Plus the fact that um, Walt's first question to you, did, did
1: you say, did you clear it? Was that what you said, Walt? Yeah. 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 So good. I'm glad you reminded me because that good. And I'm looking... And for those that can view this later, um, the website will always be up and down. If you scroll down on the website, you'll see a slider image. Use your mouse, grab the slider, and it'll show you an image of 100 years ago, literally 100 years ago, and current image of it's. It's called the Wooly Market building is what it's, it's been called, because it's been a market for so many years, like a store started as a JCPenney's, turned it evolved into a, a market, a grocery store. It's that big a place. And then a couple other, um, small things for transition businesses in there. But, and then us is what's going on. Um, and I bring that up because what's unusual, why I was, I was gonna bring up Jalissa too, is this is the first and only, and this was years ago before, I think she even met me. She was actually asked to energetically clear the place by one of the, um, at that time, current business owners. So she went in, um, Clearing it in various different ways. Um, She was aware of Shungite at the time, but there's lots of ways of clearing energetically. Uh, We can get into more of any of those specifics, but the unusual thing is that this was the one and only building. This was before I even knew the building existed. By the way, I hadn't been downtown Cedro Woolley or knew I was going to marry Jalissa. I mean, there were so many things that just lined up and this was one of them. And then, like Nancy said, there was a timing thing. We actually looked to expand mystical wares into this building, which would not have worked for a few reasons, so that's why it was paused, I don't know, months ago that we didn't announce to most people that we were looking at, Um, but the right time and energy and business to come in and business plan is what it was kind of waiting on. And then all of a sudden, again, we were contacted and it's available and here we go. And we started September 1st. Uh, Bigfoot's Den. So, and that's, Nancy, you had to point this out to me, Um, but apparently I start all my businesses and my life in my birthday was September 9th, a couple few days ago. I turned 53. So, and the Mystical Ware started in September. Um, Bigfoot's Den did. None of this was planned. Um, Well, Maybe my birth, I don't know, Um, but that's about it. So, it's, and again, that was even lost to me until Nancy pointed it out. So, as, adding on to the clearing portion so Jalissa had done it back then um because they had picked up on various customers and then the business owners um you know I'll just use my terms entities stuff happening around here unusual stuff and i don't have specifics on that myself but we will we will be looking into that by the way and doing other fun things maybe down in the basement we'll we'll get into all that in the future um but now as i look to my left over here i've got a Probably realistically, like I told you, like five pounds, Nancy, it's probably a three or four pounds. So a big chunk of Shanghai. I've actually got several of them in the building here and hundreds of nuggets. I'm going to walk around after this podcast and shungite grid the building as well in different ways. Um, and I've smudged it and all that. But again, I want um, the shungite energy just, and it's already changed phenomenally. By the way, we had a person come in, give me a quote on shampoo the carpets couple of weeks ago well no it can't even be a couple weeks ago it has to be a week ago we're literally just barely a week into this um and then he came back in yesterday to start trying to shampoo some of the spots and he said had comments about how it felt differently and how amazing he can't wait to bring his family here um think about who else nobody else has been really inside because it's i've got it closed right now i kind of nope. looking out the window go ahead
0: what kind of what kind of lighting do you have
1: um, well, let me look because I've got some weird upstairs office. I literally look down on the stage because we do have a stage in here, the dance floor. Um, L- well, I don't know. It looks like LED ones. It may have been similar deal as Mystical Wares did, Nancy, or the state forced on Mystical Wares. Their people came in at no cost to us, took out all the um, fluorescent lights and replaced them and the ballasts. So, a portion of the lights we will just say the fixture um, with LEDs, and then we just shun the heck out of those. We're doing the same here. Luckily, this building's so big I was given a, a lift so a platform you can stand on and raise it up and down so I can get up to these lights and uh, do whatever I'm well by looking at them. I'm probably going to shun magnet them will be the easiest way, but they're huge. This is a big place everyone so it's if you haven't seen any images it's 18 something thousand square feet it's massive um and which and i'm saying that because lots of lights everywhere and it's got a 60 foot long kitchen full kitchen with everything in it and i'm saying that because the shungite magnets there's already one on there what's funny nancy is i just happen to have and have made only one sasquatch shungite magnet it's about four inches tall the shape of a whole sasquatch silhouette that everybody's familiar with and a shungite, I mean, a shungite, I only made one of them because the mold, it just didn't lend itself to making mass production of these magnets, but that's what I happen to have and grab. So it's the first and only one in here right now. Um that's just kind of, and that wasn't planned either, so it's just kind of funny. Um, so the kitchen will be shungited the heck out of, and just everywhere. So as far as, and then it, the one place that Gillis had cleared, and it's years ago now, um, you know, it's kind of opened up to us, so. I don't know if either one of you had any questions on any of that or anything going on at Bigfoots at all. Well, I I disagree with the, your
2: statement on the on the website because you said, hold on a second, let me scroll down here. Uh-oh, where are we at? It says guardian of the wilderness. Oh, there we go. In the heart of a lush and ancient forest, nestled deep within public well there lived the gentle grant. That's what my, my disagreement. It says there lives a gentle giant. Wait, he's wait. not dead. No, <laughs> oh,
1: that's a mistype. Good for I'm glad you pointed that out. <laughs> that's gonna be changed within seconds here, because I'm already in the editor. Uh, thank you for one of that. No, that was uh you're right. That makes a big difference. Currently lives, so I'll change that. Um and then all those photos. So what he's talking about everybody's on the website there's a story like I mentioned uh just a bigfoot guardian of the read, forest. Can you read can you read the story? How long is it? Oh, Not very long. No, Walt, do <laughs> you want to read
2: it? <laughs> <laughs> Walt, read it. Okay. Guardian of the Wilderness. In the heart of, of a lush and ancient forest nestled deep within the Pacific Northwest, there lives a gentle giant known as Bigfoot. While many believe Bigfoot to be a mysterious and elusive creature, Those who had encountered him knew the truth. He was a guardian of the wilderness. Bigfoot's massive frame, covered in thick fur, allowed him to blend seamlessly with the towering trees and dense underbrush. He roamed the forest with a quiet grace, his large footprints leaving barely a trace behind. His eyes, wise and kind, watched over the diverse creatures that called the forest their home. In the state of Washington, there is a family of friendly Bigfoots who live quietly among the ancient trees. They were curious creatures with kind hearts, and they often wondered about the humans who ventured into their territory. One sunny morning, they decided it was time to introduce introduce themselves. With gentle footsteps, they approached a group of local humans hiking through the woods. At first, the humans were startled, but soon realized the Bigfoots meant no harm. The family of Bigfoots and the humans shared a picnic, played games and exchanged stories. Laughter filled the forest as new friendships blossomed. From that date forward, the Bigfoots and the humans were inseparable, proving that even the most mythical of creatures could find friendship in the heart of of the wilderness. As the years passed, Bigfoot's legend grew and his forest thrived. The harmony he maintained between the creatures and the environment was a testament to the importance of living in balance with nature. He was a reminder that even in the wildest of places, there, there could be a guardian, a protector, and a friend. And all and so in the heart of the Pacific Northwest ancient forest, Bigfoot continued to watch over the land he loved, a silent and steadf- steadfast guardian of the wilderness, ensuring that its beauty and its creatures would flourish for generations to come.
1: Ta-da! <laughs> yep, I've got that edited now to lives, so we're good there. <laughs> um, and then I'm trying to look around there's what else on the website, oh, all those pictures I was going to say. So there's, again, for those, and you don't have to all go there and look if you don't want, but there's a collection of, I don't know, a dozen or so images of Bigfoot doing everything from singing karaoke to playing arcade games, to eating pizza, um, dancing, all sorts of stuff. Those are AI generated online. So there's an image. So uh,
2: nowhere nowhere in the store will you find a, a poster that says, no shoes, no service?
1: No. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no shoes, no shirt, no service, no. Uh-uh. Correct. <laughs> but, uh, take some of these images, and uh, I've already done it, and uh, biggie size done, we'll just call it. Um, and I'm going to frame them in a the 16 by 10 turn sort of into posters, basically, and I frame and put them in there. So Bigfoot's den, so like Bigfoot's den at home sort of thing. So this I filled this place with plants and I filled it yet, but it's starting to. Lots of plants, so foliage, wood going on in here. And we're going to have like, I think like a family photo album sort of deal on the wall with some of these images. So it'll have that feel to it of Bigfoot's den. but um,
0: well, and- you've even got the 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 foot, the, the shoes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Bigfoot and feet coming to you you have it carved oh he can that's funny he contacted me yesterday so i mentioned a seven foot tall cedar wood carved sasquatch that's here in the- and i'll get images later online of it that's here in the store and i've shared them before that local carver who did that marcus from creative Cre. i don't even want to say creative creations um you can follow him off our instagram um
2: isn't he the ones on sitting on the sidewalk on the photo? And what the, the very first photo in, in your in your series of store photos shows a Sasquatch at the very corner of the building. Is that the one?
1: Oh, no, that's that's some city owned. Um, oh, OK, I'm getting into there. OK, I see what you're saying. OK, no.
2: so,
1: OK, that's, that's a OK, OK. <laughs> I know all- it
2: didn't. It didn't look like a Sasquatch, but I wondered. Okay, why? Why is there? And I remember your series of carvings, but it's not. It's not the ones that you're the, that are yours.
1: No, no. This is the city one. So all, that's the cool thing about Cedar Woolley is down the block, every other building or so uh, has. And in this case, what he's talking about is on the outside of our building. There's a probably eight foot tall wood, I don't know if it's cedar, but wood carved, like a cowboy, it's, or a woodcutter is what it is, because this is big wow. on log down here, and there's a little dog, like, climbing up his leg there or something, trying to get his wow. attention, but ours is inside the building um, that we did, and what I was saying was, I was laughing, because Nancy's talking about that, what we contacted Marcus to do, and he replied last night that yes, and he loved the idea, I'm having him carve us two Sasquatch, so out of wood, cedar, feet so bigfoot's feet that a grown man at least of my size size 11 ish shoe with it on can step inside of and then they can take a selfie so you know it looked like his big old wooden sasquatch feet and i've got a couple of three or four of those already that he's done not to where you can put your feet in them that's where i came up with that idea thinking that's a good selfie thing kids can stand in it people whatever and take a selfie, and we'll Strategically put Bigfoot Stand logo behind it or something, so you get that photo. Um, but yeah, so he's going to carve those, in Nancy, yeah, so I'll get photos of him when he's done. Um, and they got to be pretty big for for again for me at least to be able to step inside of, with my shoes on, because I don't want anybody have to take you know their shoes off and just step inside. So I don't want really big ones. Um, <laughs> So anyway, that's she's I, I, I can't
0: wait until uh, Christmas is Sasquatch going to be Santa.
1: Oh, yeah, <laughs> I've already got the Sasquatch outfit or costume that I'm thinking I'm now gonna have to have somebody else come in and wear it. And it's a really nice one um, with huge feet, of course, and all that. So um, because I'll probably be doing 50 other jobs. Um, but yeah, so anyway, we've got that as well. And get,
0: get your get yourself uh, somebody to take pictures of the kids. With Sasquatch, oh,
1: all, of course, yeah. Santa- no, the Chamber of Commerce contacted us already, they're excited about it. And
0: no, I'm talking about Santa Claus, you know, in Sasquatch dressed up like Santa Claus, and get the, yeah. you could you'd probably find somebody that would put this together for you and do it, you know, for you. Because I used to do that at, at Christmas time, i take pictures of Santa Claus, and if you get people who I mean I don't how many Santa Clauses were in Miami but it was always our Santa Claus that got more Santa pictures than anybody else and that was because I was a photographer <laughs> and the reason it was me well I'm a photographer but the way that they set these things up it was just bad pictures so I reset them so that you could get really good pictures the company wasn't happy but they were happy when the money started flowing in so just get yourself somebody that, like me, you know, a photographer that might just want to make some money. And you'll bring the people into the store, plus you'll get the kids to, you know, have this amazing picture. <laughs> Although I don't know, will it make it makes people doubt Santa Claus if they look like Sasquatch?
1: <laughs> uh, around here, they'd probably have fun with it and like it. That's probably not a bad idea.
0: Yeah, think about it. Anything to draw him in, you know? And plus the fact that he's talking about all these arcade uh, things. And what it is, is the upstairs. And so there's only one way up. It's the stairs. And he's going to uh, sell time by the hour instead of by the game. So that you just, you know, $10 an hour for your kids. Send them on up there. And all you have to do is sit there, have a good time, drink your beer, and just watch the stairs. If a kid doesn't come down, and he's having a hell of a good time. <laughs> and you, you're having a good time, too. So, it, it's it, having been in the business, I'm just tickled pink with it. I'm kind of jealous of you. Because you've got so much uh, opportunity to make this a very special place, like you made Mystical Wares. So, have fun, Derek.
1: Yeah, that'll be fun. We'll be doing a lot here. We'll have different festivals, fairs, events, all that kind of stuff. I've already got some local bands contacting us, wanting to come in. It's basically prepped for all that as well. Like I said, we're going to do Bigfoot Idol as well, um, to where, because locals, like, I'm getting up there singing on stage, and so we're going to do that and hook them up and and have fun with it. So now it's just doing 50 – I'm literally painting the – as I look around, I'm like, oh, my gosh, painting the entire second floor myself over the last few days, and it's not a small – job we'll just say um and then from there every other moving part because we have to have Bigfoot sized pizzas that I mentioned so that's custom pans you got to have and um yes I gave thought to a Bigfoot foot shaped pizza but there's too many issues with that I'll just say to waste and waste time um and I even thought well I put pepperoni on the toes the toenail and But then it's ended up into being uh, where those toes fall off, and it's hard to cook, and so. But we're just going to do a massive one. So think bigfoot sized, as far as a, well, a twenty something inch, at least twenty two inch pizza is pretty darn big. Um, And then the cinnamon rolls the size of cake pans, so whatever that is, ten inches at least across.
0: See, one of the benefits of that place was that it's completely outfitted in a in a pretty professional level. Uh, kitchen Mm -hmm. it's got all sorts of refrigeration and everything to cook so this
2: place this place is not for people in Weight Watchers is it
1: (laughs) (laughs) sure it is look at the menu because I'm a vegetarian and the menu is online on the website so there's vegetarian chicken wings which are not uh, a whole lot now okay yeah of course I'm trying to paint a pretty picture here there is you can get a pile of french fries with know all all kinds of goodies on it or chicken wings and a pizza but the pizza there are going to be cauliflower crust options and gluten-free options and then pick your ingredients so I'm vegetarian I wouldn't throw the pepperoni sausage all that on there so it's not it's going to take
2: like three hours just to do what just to be able to go through one pizza
1: (laughs) you come in here with a big old family you know however many you're going to want a big foot pizza and yeah, and save some money that way. And and then there's, yeah. again, the nachos and vegetarian options everywhere. So if you want your, like, chili fries or nachos, well, there's chili with no meat.
2: Does that uh, town have a, a university? Because you would get a lot
1: of, uh, what do you call
2: it, university students.
1: No university. Well, there's a high school just down the road. Um, so that's that's a thing. And then what Nancy was mentioning, too, was on that game floor that you pay $10 an hour for. It. That way you don't nickel and dime the parents because you could easily spend – 20, 30 bucks for a kid to run around and put that dollar bill in an arcade or more in an arcade game. So ours don't have coin slots. They're all included. Ski ball and they're all brand new. Ski ball tables as well. Pool, four pool tables, um, foosball. It goes on and on, but all that's included. So it's an entire game floor upstairs. So it's the second floor that's going to be that one. Um, and that's what Nancy was mentioning too with all the tables downstairs. So no, that'd be interesting. We'll do live stuff from here. I'll broadcast some we we'll get. Um, uh, we have a pretty good connection here. So I can I can get online and broadcast some events, podcasts. I don't know where you wanted to go, Nancy, on anything. Did you want to just jump in? Because, uh,
0: well, well I, I, okay, so uh, the story that about Bigfoot, did you write that? Or did you get it from someplace else?
1: <laughs> no. Another. I was on another podcast, and they sent me a link um, to a AI website that I'd mentioned before. Um, And they say, "I said I'm not getting the whole AI conversation unless you guys want to." But it's it's there's different versions of that. So a website where you can enter in, and I what I did was said, "Tell me a short story about a friendly," you know, I had to spell it out, friendly Sasquatch, blah blah blah, and I went through like three or four. Um, generating processes of that added in some of my own and patched that together. So that's where the Sasquatch story came from. You have to give it guidance and then basically it's just a a, a computer that you know runs through everything from at the stores to other you know books that have been written, stuff like that. So that's where that came from.
0: Huh?
1: Yeah, interesting, but I had you have to tweak it just like the images. I have to say friendly, so if we're talking about an image on the website, like a, a Sasquatch in, the, in a big old cinema, I'd say friendly, long bearded, sa- sa- or Bigfoot, Sasquatch or Bigfoot, I have to play with that, um, sitting in a bar, eating, and you have, to, you have to type out the image you want in the sake of an image, or in the same story, the Sasquatch, the Guardian of the Forest thing. And I named it all of that, and then again, chopped what I didn't like and edited it, um, so that's where that came from.
2: So it's not going to work if you don't have the necessary imagination, because you you had to spell all the th- all the elements that you
1: wanted. Oh, so if, you,
2: <laughs> if you don't have an imagination, forget it. Nothing's going to come out.
1: <laughs> no. What, so what I took from their thing was like when it's it, I didn't think about using like it says Bigfoot's massive frame, and that's just a, a quick comment in part of the thing. I didn't think of talking about the frame, so I would take tidbits of that out of what they suggest, and then went from there. So it was just a a conglomeration or patchwork of of stuff basically. Um, yeah, so that's the website and it'll be editing. Um, I will be editing it or updating it. Often it was just updated today, adding whatever um, as we get. Up. We're hoping for it's all about licensing um, because I have to have certain restaurant and liquor licenses in place, of course but and there's certain timing restrictions I have to do a posting in the door for this long for this that, and the other so when all is said and done we're hoping to be hopefully open within a month um so sometime in October is is the goal
2: um are you planning on doing like an internet cafe where there'll be st- stations for people who want to navigate the internet
1: um and we already do stuff like that similar in mystical wares so we'll we'll see how much we want to open that up kind of thing um because we even made our little polished rock and crystal QR code downloadable in Mystical Wares. And we have uh, uh, Mystical Wares Wi-Fi on during fairs so that people can use it back there. Mostly because of vendors. They couldn't you run their like PayPal or credit card readers if we didn't do something like that. Um, so that's why that was done here in this building. Because I'm right downtown cedro Woolley. I turned on my Wi-Fi um, on my cell phone. and I must have had 20 different spots to choose from. Uh, so there's it's so I don't know we'll see I'm not going to put monitors anywhere nothing like that no I'm not going to techie it out it's going to feel like Bigfoot stand a lot of wood a lot of plant live plants there's a couple dozen some huge some small live plants everywhere lots of carvings um keep it comfortable because this is a, a woodsy northwestern us uh, well not so small town anymore um but still has the feel so
2: so uh, will Mrs. Bigfoot be coming knocking when it gets really late and he's not back? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, we get a bunch of Bigfoots coming out of the forest to to check this place out.
0: And <laughs> yeah,
1: we have a lot of people that have costumes too. One has a white one, so kind of a usually they'd call it a Yeti costume. So from you know snow regions, this that and the other. So we, there's another local that has that, and I have mine, and there's there's several I know of because we're sponsor of the the um, Bigfoot Festival coming up at the county fairgrounds at the end of September. So we're sponsoring the I think Sasquatch stage or something like that. Mystical Wears is. Bigfoot's den wasn't a company and or business when that started. Um, they haven't approached me since then, just yesterday actually asking us to sponsor it as that. But so anyway, it'll be it'll be a lot of fun, especially that whole festival because you know everybody knows what big in this area knows
0: what bigfoot is who bigfoot is you know years ago i listened to a woman i think her first name is jane and she works with the dolphins i can't remember her last name but jane ocean ocean yes why would i forget that thank you Uh, and she got somebody that followed her And invited her up to, I believe it was Washington. I remember it being Washington. I could be wrong, but I don't think so. Um, And the reason for it was because these particular people, wherever they were living, actually their neighbors was this Bigfoot community. And they wanted to introduce Jane to this amazing reality that she definitely was not aware of and they i mean <clears throat> the relationship was such that they would actually sit down like that picnic table thing you know have, have eat together and stuff but one of the 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 thing that i most appreciated and just really took to heart was that one of the sasquatch was a healer and if somebody was not feeling well this female Sasquatch would come to their homes and bring herbs and probably energy healing to them too so um, are you familiar with that kind of a story? are you familiar with the story and is that what you see in certain areas of Washington that there is really an understanding by the locals that these are very very real and you do interact with them I know you do but um, can you give us any information on that
1: yeah it covers the gambit there so all the above as far as depending on the locals I'm talking to I'm like right now just the locals that I'm talking to because I'm opening Bigfoot's Den so they're saying so what I'm saying is I come across them and they're saying I've got a Bigfoot story or my brother or, you know whoever told me this that. and so I'm hearing a lot of that of course because they're wondering and then they see me and they think well, Oh, obviously open a Bigfoot so then they or a lot of people wouldn't. So it goes both ways. Um everybody's aware of it. Yes, I've met lots of locals especially because of mystical wares um that communicate with them and or you know about the nature medicines you can call it sort of thing as well. So I it just again it covers it all and then there's some that just don't believe but you know most of those people don't get put into my reality they don't they're usually not, or if they are, we're not talking Bigfoot, so it doesn't, I wouldn't know anyway. Um. Okay,
0: <clears throat> so the theory behind what Bigfoot, and apparently, I mean, well, when I was growing up, I was probably, uh, oh, I'd say maybe I was already in college. But my brother, who's like uh, three years younger than I am, came home one day with this crazy ass story. And he's claiming that he and his friends were out, and they had the twenty two with them, rifle. They had the twenty-two rifle with them, and, and they were out in the woods. And they saw this, and he proceeds to describe Bigfoot. But this was the first time I'd ever heard of Bigfoot. And then he tells how he shot at it. And I was like, so, <clears throat> really like, ah, what are you doing shooting it? you know, I mean, it was just like insane. But so even before Bigfoot came into the internet or reading it about it or anything my brother in Massachusetts actually had a Bigfoot story uh now you know they got television number of television programs all out there trying to find Bigfoot so this is probably 50 years of you know people looking for Bigfoot and they don't have any bodies they don't have they got Fur that doesn't register as anything, maybe you know, out. It could be Bigfoot, and of course the 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 tracks and everything. But why don't we know that? Why don't we find their bodies? I mean, what's this all about? Are they real? Are they etheric? Do they live in a different dimension? You know, I mean, because how we got into just thinking about discussing this was, somebody came into the Bigfoot den while Derek was there, and said, I. Explain that, Derek. Tell, tell, tell that little thing about the shadow.
1: Oh, and that was actually at Mr. Ware's, and I think it was Jalissa they walked up on. But what it was, what she's talking about here is um, a person walked in and, and said, well, I bet you haven't, I have a theory about Bigfoot. Uh, and so it was something like that. Uh, I bet you haven't heard before. And then they get into this spiel about what if he's, not he. I'll just say he for the story, what if Bigfoot's only 12 inches tall and everybody's seeing the, his shadow? That kind of deal. And I thought it was funny as heck because I'm thinking, what a creative uh, perspective. And, you know, you know, we can run physics. And I'm not saying that's the deal by any means, um, everyone, because then, you know, how are you going to get the light under him and blah, blah, blah. But I'm just I'm acknowledging the, the creativity and the way of thinking and the way of thinking out, not just out of the box. But you know, out in the back end and all around, so that was just cool as heck to hear somebody thinking that way, and that they felt comfortable enough in mystical wares to mention it to Jelissa and not worry about being crazy. Not crazy. was you know, open your mind, and then even just by thinking about things that way, you may have an aha moment that leads to something else. So anyway, but that was just really cool to hear. Um, she just told me that the other day.
0: Yeah, and and it is an aha moment. It's like, yeah, we. <laughs> Why? Why not? Why not be something outside of what what we think it is? Because, you know, years and years ago, decades ago, there was a a TV show that dealt with uh, Sasquatch that were ETs. I don't know if any of you saw it. It didn't. I, I it was on for a very short period of time. But bringing in the concept that oh, Sasquatch are really ETs was something that was very unusual it didn't well it's
2: it's very real because according to the raw material the law of one books that's that's where the sasquatch come from because there were there's a chapter in the book uh, don elkins was the one posing the questions to Ra and and now responding to the questions so he had a there was a chapter where he had questions about Tiamat, the planet that once stood between Mars and Jupiter, what that you now call the asteroid belt. So uh, Ra explained that the planet was destroyed. There was a a a, a confrontation by the locals. There was a a, 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 lo- a local war, and that war meant the destruction of the planet. So what happened is the souls of the people there there was a, a lot a ton, i mean beyond measure a ton of soul fragmentation because of that because of that destruction of the planet so it took a very long time for all those soul all those soul fragments to be brought back together so when they were brought back together and be ready for incarnation they were brought to this planet so that's why the Sasquatch don't have a separate soul like we do. Humans have two souls. There's a soul for the physical body and then there's the the higher soul. Well, I, the native the for the for example the maka Indians of Washington, they have this legend that when the uh, I I forget in the maka tradition what is the name of the of the big of the Manitou of the Big spirit of the of the main spirit, you know, the, what we would call God, and they have the story that there was a time where the Manitou called for all the animals to come and and receive, they would receive a soul, but all the animals showed up except for the for the Sasquatch. They didn't want another soul. They just wanted to be an an, an, an I were read the story and I'm thinking, well, if I had been fragmented for endless time, I don't want another soul. <laughs> so that made sense to me that story. That that explains why they don't have a separate soul like humans do. And they are ETs, because they come from Tiamat, the planet that used to be there between Mars and, and Jupiter. So you were
0: right on track. <laughs> <laughs> but they but they but they indicated that um they are 3d not human 3d they're not from an ethere they're not they're not from another dimension they're not from a different world they right now they've lived on earth and and for what a millennium and um we still don't have any physical indication of like their body well they can
2: don't forget that they can shift because Like for example, the Lemurians, they're still on earth, but we can't see them because of their ability to shift their vibration. So they're here, they're solid, they're flesh and bone, but you can't see them because they can actually alter their vibration so they're out of sync with this, the vibration of this reality. If you are, you know, if you're a seer, like for example, Dali who can see the hair guides, yes, then, yes, you will be able to see them. And of course, the the Sasquatch, for, him, for example, they actually have the power to allow, to allow themselves to be seen. They don't want you to see them. You're not going to see them even if they're like one foot in front of you because that's their capabilities. I mean, that's how they are advanced when it comes to psychic abilities.
0: And do you agree with that, Derek? Is that how yeah. you see
1: yeah. it? I do, and I'd say in a good way to visualize that is again, think of a, a fan on your desk like one sitting here next to me, a little air fan. Well, when they're physical, think the the fans off or on slow so you can see the, the blades spinning around there. And when you turn up the fan on high, I also then the blades disappear. They go invisible. They're on I think higher frequency. So yeah, that's there's lots of ways of describing it, but that's exactly how I perceive them myself. Um, and physical, 100% physical as well. My dad walked up on one physically as well. And, he, and they'll run off usually. They won't usually phase out right there in front of you because they don't really want to, you know, give all their, I'll just make fun of it, secrets away um, to everybody. But, no, that's the thing. Absolutely. I've been around there where they're there with my daughter where they're invisible. So, higher frequency, I'll just, again, for that term, um, where a branch, I asked them because I could see them still. They were, like, hazy, but she couldn't. I'm like, oh. And they're small they're barely my size so i joked with her. i said i don't know a couple kids ones are here and i haven't they pulled a the branch down two or three times and it wasn't a windy day and i won't you know get into the whole story but the whole branch is coming down like somebody grabbed it right there next to us so she could see that it was a legit well and i never thought about it i don't know how the heck they did that then because they and it was great it wasn't like a vague oh it kind of rustled a little bit it was like drop down and snap back up sort of thing a couple times. Um, from that phase frequency I don't know so they could interact with physical stuff while they were um in that state I'll say and then and
2: they're, they're, go ahead. <laughs> no I'm just remembering the their ability to conceal things including themselves it's so funny because uh uh Larry and Anelia, who live there on, on what you guys in, in Washington state they had a a thing where they found a deer cache, and he explained what that is. A deer cache is when, when you have some kind of predator who kills a deer and is unable to consume it all, they have a way of hiding it so that nobody can take that deer away. So that they call that a deer cache, and they, uh, they, I, I, some sasquatch pointed. To them, that there was a deer cache in the area, and Enelia was astounded because she was standing right there. She was maybe what what two feet away from from this deer cache, and they didn't know that there was there was a deer cache. So uh, um, Larry noticed something when he looked at the leaves on the ground. One leaf was not a leaf. It was actually the uh, the the, um, the ear of a deer was sticking out that was the only indication that there was something there that wasn't entirely just vegetation it it was the body of a dead deer but uh, that's amazing how they are they have an incredible ability to conceal things and you're standing right there and you, you still can't see that there's something there
0: <laughs> well so, then do sasquatch eat deer
2: i don't know but that they they are the ones who pointed to them there's a deer cache there so i don't know Maybe a bear did it because the bears will are are omnivorous they can eat uh, vegetation and animal and other animals so maybe it's a it's a it's a, the deer cache of a of a bear i don't know if uh, wolves have that ability to make the deer caches, but that's what he called it uh i guess the macaw because uh, uh Larry is a macaw. He's a Macad native, so maybe that's the term they use. They call it deer cache.
0: What, 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 what does what Sasquatch eat? I don't know. Hasn't Derek asked them?
1: I know they like m M&M. and <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll tell you one thing, Well, when my dad, remember, he was a non-believer. He didn't even know what a Sasquatch or Bigfoot was. He didn't even have the term in his head. Um, he saw eating berries on his property and there would just be some local wild berries like boysenberries or something um they grew. i'm not saying that's what they live on but that i'll tell you that's that's confirmed um and i've gifted them all kinds of fruit you know but it's not like i sat there when they ate the thing so who knows if they chucked the apple not knowing what it was i would doubt it um but i never give them yeah like nancy mentioned m&ms or candy stuff like that um but I know no. that according
2: to uh, Joan Ocean, she, for example, when uh, they ate on from her property, they ate corn. She put up this this feeder full of corn, and uh, they dis they disassembled it so they could get to the corn. So she knows that they they ate the corn from the from that feeder.
1: So I I, I don't know. Well, just like any of us, they're going to eat whatever is, you know, nutritional value for that body or vehicle they have. Mm -hmm. So I would assume, and I became more energy sensitive and all just for, again, ease of words, psychic and all that woo-woo stuff when, and I'm not saying everybody has to do this, but for this body or vehicle when I became a vegetarian. So that was, you know, could have been a coincidence, but, you know, I'm not a big believer in coincidences. So that's a thing for me. So, and if they, let's just say, you know, woo-woo's a thing, they're definitely, you know, pretty advanced in that. So um, I don't know. I extrapolate from that that maybe they're herbivores or, you know I, don't know, I don't want to call them a vegetarian, but I don't have any idea, to be honest, on all that. I've never seen them grab a deer and take a bite out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just having fun with it, but no. I mean, to, but if vegetables. Fruits, things like that. I don't know how many vegetables grow out in the woods, but. How many of them do you suppose there is? Oh, there's thousands. It's not like, oh, there's 10 up in the northwest and they're all seeing, you know, one of them kind of thing. There's many thousands. I talked to a, a local um uh, I'll just say local native and he's he's part of one of the tribes up here and he was also a police officer and they had a group of them run right through their whole event and there was dozens of people there that just on the outskirts so just think a big f- glade i guess it'd be called field but all bordered by you know several hundred foot tall um trees just um just big pine trees and cedars and stuff like that and they they could have stayed in the forest line but they didn't they walked through the very edge and, and were sighted with and that was in the papers and all that too but there's countless of those stories so there's a lot they've been seen in Arizona my buddy minds yeah, and there's of course go yeah. ahead
2: no no I was just remembering what uh, Joan
1: Ocean said that uh
2: their society their structure is matriarchal not 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 uh, patriarchal
1: so it's nice. the women
2: who call the shots
1: <laughs> yeah that probably works out a lot better yeah yeah, so now there's and they they're all i mean up here I've probably seen i don't know a half dozen of them different they're different ones so and that's just me going from well granted I do go out in the the boonies as we call it a lot out in the woods and all that um but even then I was driving down the highway and I saw one um i put that story out a few times just driving to uh the prison and I was a correctional officer just ran straight across the highway straight into the forest um not a real exciting sighting but I mean, I mean, as far as eventful, but it happens. So, I mean, they're they're all over. I, have, I don't have a number. I don't know. I, don't, I have no well, idea. I, I watched this
0: one program a, a long time ago, and it was about sightings of Sasquatch in Massachusetts. And they seem to be tracking this one Sasquatch because oh, this people saw it in this town, and then you know, next town over, oh, yeah, yeah, it was spotted and stuff. And they were were tracking it, but the the Sasquatch was moving faster than a, a anybody could move if they were just walking or even running. So can they, you know, can they just shift where they are? I mean, what do you call that? Anastasia used to do it. Uh, yeah, the tra- yeah, the translocation. Translocation. Do you think that they do that? I don't see why not because oh, so they're able to, to
2: change their frequency so relocating like that it, it would be a, a, no, a nothing it would just be a piece of cake yeah, We're the key. <laughs> we are the we are the primi- primitive ones who ha- have totally forgotten their natural powers
1: <laughs> you'll find it people yeah i agree and you'll have more experience. So I I don't have anything to get over because I've seen him as far as believing this. That, and I don't have to believe her darn thing. And then again, let alone because my my dad, not just because of his background as a ex-NSA, this, that, and the other. And all kind, and him not even knowing about him, having his sighting and telling me. But, and then again, mine. So that's removed from my reality, having to believe or not that anybody's saying you have to do that. Or watch this video to say, well, it has to be because it they're there. It, it is a thing. So when I go out there with that knowing and understanding and not believe in a dang thing, because it is just a part of a reality, well, then it happens more. It's just like if you, you know, have in your thoughts and or just accept it, they're going to pick up on that. And then that's how it goes. And I wish I had better terms to describe that, but that's how you can do it, too. And, exactly.
2: And it's because they're picking up on your thinking is that they can see that this person is uh, hostile, yep. violent. You know, sure. someone to stay away from, or someone who can
1: they can trust. So that makes a whole d- difference. I've had them bring out trash. I was gonna. So, oh, they do. They'll bring out our human trash, as in cans, is whatever. Some fool goes out there drinking a beer, leaves his can or whatever, um or Red Bull, whatever it is in the day, and all. And those there's no other hikers out there. And they'll bring it and I'll pass by this. And I'm very OCD as far as being aware of my surroundings, not just because of my past, but just the personality as well. Um, I'll know if something's been touched or moved and also I can track. So I pick up on stuff and not that a tin can out in the woods is a hard thing. It's a hard thing to miss is what I'm saying. So I'll have them bring it out to this spot where I've sat down to take a break or drink a water, wherever it is. And then all of a sudden, when I come back out, that can that clearly has been in the woods for who knows how many years because it's been, um, you know, holes in it, you know, until it's aged or piece of tarp or whatever the deal is, it's happened a lot of times, is put right out there for me to pick up on the way out. That's a thing. And I'll tell you, years ago, initially, I first when I saw this, I didn't pick it up and it was, we'll say a test, but not. I needed to get right in my head to go. Well, no, I'm cleaning up the forest. I'm not picking up after some fool that walked out there throwing his trash. I'm gonna leave it for. nah, I had to get out of that mindset. I'm just being totally blunt here. And then when I came back around, I go, Oh no! Oh, I gotta stop that. That's interesting. Heart chakra just massively lit up. Um, so big welling emotion and sort of those. Uh, anyway, let me move past that. Um then it that stuff happens like what just happened to me right there as you're in the woods and that's a frequency and then your interactions amplify they come around you'll it'll occur to you to gift um whatever that trinket may be i used to take shells out there and marbles and things like that um and then it hidden. me not on a trail not on a path i'd have to like tear through the brush and find this fallen tree where nothing's going to grab it um and some of the stuff you would tie down or hanging bushes. So, you know, a squirrel didn't run in there and grab the thing or something like that. Um, so I would, but anyway, that's, that was always the thing too. Going, holding the right frequency or energy. Just like what was saying, we all do the same thing. You can walk up on somebody and often feel, especially if they're heightened in, a, let's say anger, anxiety, or stress, you can pick up on that. So now imagine if you're coming at it with the understanding that, you know, it's a thing. So I'm talking about the Bigfoots and, and a lot of us. Well, then you pick up on it more that's just kind of how it goes that sense starts to heighten
0: well i i live on this uh acre of land that's surrounded by other acres that have a lot of foliage and kind of foresty and one day the the dog was acting as if there was something in the yard he was the fur was standing up on him he was totally in alert and he's kind of like low it was he normally barks but he wasn't doing that it was more like a low guttural sound that he was making and i'm like what, what do you see boy so i go out there and i'm walking around i don't see anything i mean i don't know why he's so scared and this went on for a good that day and it was like the the poor dog was really frightened so as as I realized that he's sensing something, I just said, Oh well, let me see what it is, you know, and I got really quiet. And all of a sudden I saw a Bigfoot image in my head. And so I assumed, Oh, okay, he's picking up some Bigfoot is in my backyard. And so that again, you have to allow your imagination to to accept the information you're getting. And so it turned out that well, I said to them, I said I said okay, you guys are scaring my dog. Why are you scaring the dog? And they said, because we wanted to get your attention. And it was like, oh, okay. (laughs) So I said, well, you got my attention. Is there something you need? And it was like, no, we just want you to know that we're here, type of thing, right? And uh, right after that, as soon as I had that conversation, the dog... All of a sudden he was he was sitting by side me, and he still looked at staring at the door and all of a sudden he was like he, he just there was a relaxation that came into his body and he got up and he walked out the door and he came back in and he didn't act like he was agitated at all. So I've never actually physically seen them, um, but I have in fact uh, know that they're there because of the dog. But one of the funnier things was when Gene Rockefeller, who's very, you know, sensitive, energy sensitive, came and visited me. I was, I was facing the wall and doing dishes and she was going to go out the back door, which was right behind me. So she, and it's a latch thing, you have to, it's a latch. So she unlatches it and she starts to open the door and somebody pushed it back. And she looked up, and it's a window there, and she sees Sasquatch staring back at her. Well, she screamed a bloody bloody murder scream. I turned around, and it, you know she's smaller than I am, but if she could have, she would have jumped in my my arms. She was so scared. But by the time I looked, I well, maybe she, I don't think she could see anymore. Oh, there was a Sasquatch, and I mean she was all freaked out. And there were two other episodes while she was only here for like, you know, five days. And in that five days, three times she had an interaction with Bigfoot. And it, when 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 that happened, I said, you know, why, why do you keep scaring her? And they kind of like, it was the same sort of thing. It's like she believes, but she doesn't really believe. So we're just making it her aware that, no, we're real and she's in a safe place and nothing's going to happen to her and you know she's she's with you you're going to be able to say yeah yeah it's cool cool you know but uh yeah they they seem to be any place that they want to be they don't have to be up in the woods in Washington is that true
1: <laughs> I think yeah I'm struggling with my beep, but oh yeah they uh they're, they're all over the place. They've they've been seen everywhere. So I mean, you can go. There's so many stories out there of all of that, and they're not seeing um, different things. It's there's different versions of it, of course. But no, it's it's all over the place. I don't I don't have any idea. It's not like I have a map of where the you know the Bigfoots roam. Uh, but I definitely tell you, they're absolutely up here in the, in the forests. But they, again, they've been seen in the deserts. So like I said, I had a buddy who's an ex officer that saw one in. Um, I think he's a current officer still in Arizona, out of the neck of woods I used to live.
0: Hmm. Interesting people It's going to be fun when we get to a point Where we just sit down and share some M&M's I don't know who told me they liked M&M's And it just so happened that that day with the dog I did have M&M's in the, I don't normally But I had M&M's in the house So I did I go, went out and put them out there And they did disappear <laughs> Rather rapidly So that's why I say They like M&M's all right, so we're at the top of the hour. Um, I guess I'll leave you with a message to, uh, you know, be, be observant. You might have a Bigfoot living in your yard that just wants to be your friend. Craig Stewart, Shanghai, We the People. And welcome back to Shungite Reality. It is September twelfth, twenty twenty-three. My name is Nancy Hopkins. Derek's Condit and Walt Silver are here with me today. Um, we spent the first hour talking about Sasquatch and and Bigfoot's den. It's exciting. Um, another thing that uh, Derek and I were talking about was that he's going to be on uh, what is it? Crow? What? What's? What is it? Crow? Derek. Are you there? Walt, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> Where's Derek? In the bathroom, I guess. Oh, OK. <laughs> um, and I'm back. I, I, oh, OK, uh, you, you're going to be on Crow, what is it? Crow what? So Crow 777,
1: 777 so crrow W seven seven seven, and it'll be I don't know it'll be another week and a half or so before I'm on there and then they'll broadcast it after that but yeah check out crow triple seven's website or podcast
0: and this show is uh scheduled to talk about reincarnation and I don't want to uh you know grab their thunder but again the concept of enterology is one where it it it, every everything in in life is, is is energy including the concept of reincarnation. And in traditional Western concepts, reincarnation is that you leave your body as a soul and then you come back to your another body. And the dictating of what kind of experience you, you have is based on the karma that you picked up in this last you know, voyage as a human being. Um, they assume that or that they, they, you assume based on what you know, I did anyway, was that if it's not it's one you die and then you have another body. You die and you have another body. But over the years, I've realized that I don't think that a lot of that story is true. First off, I'm not sure that the karma thing is really what they say it is. And the second thing is, is that I think there's simultaneous incarnations. It doesn't make sense to me that. Well, let me put it this way: I don't want to limit the creativity of the universe. And if karma is what's at play, let's assume it is, then let's say you you're mur- murdered in this lifetime, okay, and you die. So you come back. Now you're. You could become a murderer yourself to understand why you got murdered. You could come back as somebody who prosecutes murderers. I mean, there's all sorts of various life experiences that could fulfill that that karma. So if there's many, many ways of of re-looking at a lifetime and trying to fix the karma thing, why limit? Why wouldn't the soul say, well... You know, I'm going to try this version of it and that version of it and that version of it. So you have different simultaneous incarnations, basically in the same time frame. Um, that's kind of the way that I'm I, I'm leaning and have been for a while. But I'd like you guys to tell me what you, what's your take on reincarnation?
2: Who are you uh, Who are you calling? Who are you addressing? <laughs> Which, whichever one of you wants to start. Uh, I wanted to make a comment on what you said about the karma is that, first off, it's not, uh, there's there's this whole belief system that it's uh, curved in stone. Oh, and you had, because you had this karma, you have to go through this and go through that. And that's absolutely not true because, for example, if you read the story of uh, the autobiography of a yogi, the, the story of Paramhansa Yogananda, uh, when he talks about the events around uh, when Lahiri Mahasaya met uh, 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 the Mahavatar Babaji, there was a, a, an, an event that the Mahavatar Babaji was sitting with a group of of uh, disciples in the in the Himalaya, and they were they're all sitting around this fire, and then all of a sudden he got up. And he picked up a piece of uh, burning wood from the fire, and he burned the the arm, the the side of the arm of one of them. So when Lahiri Mahasaya saw that, he was so surprised and so astounded to see his teacher do this to one of the disciples. he says, oh, Master, that's so cruel. Why would you do that? And then Babaji turned around and said, do you think that what I did is cruel? His karma demanded that he burned be burned alive because of his bad past actions by merely burning the the uh, the uh, the uh, shoulder. He has satisfied that karma so he doesn't have to die. He doesn't have to be th- th- he doesn't have to die burned to a crisp. So that he was proving there that karma is not so fixed. Uh, and it's not so uh, un- so such so a thing oh you have to have this because you have no you can actually negate it you can a- actually uh bring it down to low level you don't, you're not forced nothing is forcing you to have this karma what happened is that on this planet for a long time we the, the problem that we had on this planet is incarnation is natural it's an incarnate it's a natural process that you Leave the your manifestation in one body, and you continue your life elsewhere. What is unnatural is reincarnation. Uh, Andrew, I mean, uh, uh, Bartz, is, he's 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 the one who spoke about it. Is that you're supposed to be able you you, you when the you reach the end of the life of a physical body you're supposed to be move on and have another life elsewhere you're not supposed to be going through life after life after life stuck on this planet that was done on purpose because the same way that the cabal enslaved people by keeping them tied to the notion of debt and you can't do anything because everything is based on debt and you're a prisoner of debt they did that on the spiritual plane as well, so they they implemented this this system of uh, of karma. So, for example, Andrew uh, Andrew Bar- 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 explains is that you, when you leave, you're supposed to have a complete body. Re- I mean, complete life reviews, all the lives, so that you can determine. Okay, this is what I've done. This is what I've learned like um, uh, dr. Costa used to explain is that when if you were to look at the structure of your incarnations, you'll notice that there are 12 zodiac signs and and you, and you had every sign has a specific frequency there's a there's a there's an energy to each of the signs and that's that is significant because it's representing okay what what energy is on that life? What is it that you're going to be learning from that? And then you move on to the next one. Well, you're supposed to have a complete life review. And, and Andra, uh, Andrew Barsas explains that he, they did it on purpose where somebody dies. And instead of giving the, you the complete life review so that you know what your next thing will be, they just give you this, this quickie, a very, very fast look so that you can reincarnate and go back into the system. So not only are they you stealing your your life force as a living being, but they also they they keep you tied with this concept of death, spiritual death. Oh, you have to come back because you did this this bad and thing and this and you did that other thing and you killed this person and you and you robbed from these people, so you have to go back. And you no, that, that that's forceful. And according to everything I've read so far on the subject that's over and done with they they cancel that endless re- repeating cycle you, oh you have to die and you have to come back and you have to die you die and you come back now they that's been over and done with this this whole business because it's all been affected and and impacted by this frequency change that we're going through that like right now everything third dimensional it's actually been kept in place as a, like a placeholder so people don't lose their place. But in reality we're in fourth density and quick, quickly moving into fifth density. A lot of people are seeing it. A lot of people are experiencing it because they're, they're seeing like my, there are days when my mom sees this uh, like, a, like a cobweb shining over things and then all, uh, a few hours later it's gone and it has and it's not physical. I I ask Dolly, and she gets, and she experiences the same things, because our perception of reality is changing as our vibration is changing. So that that business of the forceful incarnation is over and done with. People are not are not supposed to be stuck in a never never ending loop of dying and reincarnation, dying and no, that that was what was done by the cabal. I mean. Or now I should I should say it correctly, the masters of the cabal, because the masters are not on the planet anymore. They've been they've been pushed out, so we we have to grow up real fast because now we're supposed to be in charge of ourselves. I'm not very good at it, are we? <laughs> so I, I'm sorry I stray too much
0: from the subject. So. Over to you, boss. <laughs> Well, Derek, is that the way you've heard it or what's your take on it?
1: No, that's that's pretty darn similar. Um, Yeah, it's what I've learned, too, is, you know, when we talk, you know, dimension, it's a density thing, of course. So um, once you have the realization, you can be released from what they call karma, because long story short, everything's energy, of course. And all the entity has to do is have the aha moment of realization that they're in energy entity or an energy being and you can affect all of that but if we believe some story that you have this energy called karma that stays with you forever well then you know have fun with that you can convince yourself of all sorts of things um and there's so many stories down here in this so
2: that this. means we're so powerful creators we actually create our own prism
1: 100 <laughs> right absolutely <laughs> That's a thing, because I've had people in, in sessions with me, either remote or in person, literally just have them change their thoughts by a conversation we're having. And then I can see the energy around them changing and what people call karma or attachments, or sometimes they call them implants. I've heard it all different ways. When I perceive it, it's energy. And then it can be affected with your thoughts and your emotions. That's how it goes. And then, well, we just have to have the realization and realize that. Um, or epiphany, and go, oh, okay, and it's also called the placebo effect in science. They give you the sugar cube, and, you know, heal you give this, that, and the other. All they really did was get the person to get excited and believe that they were going to be cured by this magical pill that was a sugar cube or whatever, and hence, you know, everybody knows placebo effects. So the same thing. Um, we just, you can skip all the BS. You don't have to go to some miraculous healer. You can do it yourself. You just have to have the real, and it's not I like to make fun of it. A special yoga pose that only the gurus and masters know. That's not a thing either. We're all gurus and masters for ourselves. It's really just changing the way you think. And that sounds too easy, but that's the way it goes. I don't know where you wanted to go, Nancy on no we were talking about reincarnation. Um oh well, I, um, and yeah, the whole concurrent life thing, and that's why I kind of clued into that was just readings. So I would, they used to call it, it used to call, well, it's called remote viewing. I remote perceive. And when I started doing that with clients, I would, I could perceive. So they asked me, well, tell me about my past life. And I have no back, background training in any of this. Stuff. So I go, okay, well, I know I can do all kinds of crazy stuff. So let's see. We're talking about years ago. So then I would tune in and I would start seeing um, their their, okay, air quotes here, past lives. But then all of a sudden during some of the sessions when I tuned in, that person in their past life saw me in the here and now. They turned around. So they must have like, you know, in their reality, felt someone up looking at them, or you know, who the heck, maybe I popped in. I depend and what I when I'm saying this for is because I realized, oh, that other person, them, is aware now because time's not a thing. That doesn't exist. It's not real. It's make believe. It's a fake ingredient in our recipe. We call this reality. So we need to remove that. That's why there's never healing. No I N G you're healed period. And take that far enough. They'll like to call it miracles. Well, you can do it yourself. Um, but on that, on that past life thing, it's concurrent life, because then all of a sudden I, I did a reading on someone and I saw that they were psychic and they acknowledged me. They're saying, Oh, I see you. And I'm like, what in the heck is going on? Cause I didn't get handed a psychic manual. When I started doing this stuff and I'm pretty sure there's not one in existence. You wouldn't want it anyway because that's a cookbook. Um, so then I'd interact with that person, and that's when I realized, oh, it's a here, oh, uh, what does Marvel call it out there in the movies? like multiverse. This, that there's lots of terms so we can wrap our head around it, but it is a thing that's getting out there. Um, I just call it concurrent reality or concurrent lifetimes. Um, I guess you can say multiverse, but it's that person. Um, so anyway, I don't know if you have any questions on that.
0: Well, Dolores Cannon, who is um, her husband, had been a hypnotist, and he got uh, in an accident and couldn't continue, so she picked it up, and she began to tap into people's past lifetimes. And she's talking to this one client, and to make a long well, she wrote a book about it. To make a long story short, what happened was that in the past lifetime, this client had been the assistant to Nostradamus and something that the the and she, ta- she she did exactly what you're saying is that she's talking to the client and she's focusing on this past lifetime and all of a sudden the guy she's focusing on sort of like is aware that she's there and says something to Nostradamus there was some kind of a communication and all of a sudden he realizes that this is happening and it turned into a book where through this young assistant to Nostradamus Dolores Cannon could have had enough information interviewing Nostradamus to write an entire book on it so it when you were describing what you saw it's like if you had taken the the person that had seen you and you know you could have probably just said I'm gonna let this person I'm talking to here go because you're much more interesting where are <laughs> you at what are you doing? <laughs> you know well I- that's that's the way we were taught
2: to use the 15 step process is that uh, like uh, we I had so many healing sessions with my mother in the 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 one time that she had the issue with the uh, one of her shoulders was... In pain and wouldn't react to anything, no matter what I tried. It, nothing worked, and uh, when I guided her in a session, I, I was an, I was shown this young girl in in the 1500s in France. She was hurt there, so I gave her instru- instructions the way uh, Doctor Costa taught us, and uh, had had her heal the the girl's shoulder. And removed the bandages and and filled everything in with light. So 24 hours later, that that chronic pain went away. And then when she had uh, she had another pain in one of the feet, terrible pain affecting one of her feet. That uh, I was I was uh, asked to be guided. Okay, where is this pain coming from? Is this pain from another life? And I got yes. And this time it was a hunter that he the setting was like some guy in, in 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 the arctic somewhere because everything was was in snow and ice and he had got his foot hurt caught in a bear trap that's how he got the, the damage to the foot so once that was repaired the pain in her present body was gone never like it she was it was never there so like that there were two other events where the healing happened elsewhere because it wasn't something in the present. It, was, it would happen at another time. So it just goes to show time doesn't exist and energy doesn't know time. Energy doesn't grow old. Just because, just because it happened centuries ago, It no, it's still there. <laughs> it, it's up to you to fix it.
0: Well, my question would be, why did you think you had the right to interfere with the contract that that person in the past had to have a bad shoulder? Because the person
2: is asking for the 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 owner of the, the body, in this, case, in this case, my mother. She's asking for the healing. So that's per- the permission that you need. She's asking for it. If she were not asking for healing, then that would be interference. But in yes. her case, What's she's about, asking for the what healing. About,
0: what about the girl that got fixed? Did she ask you? Because you changed her life by fixing her, right? Yes, that event, that event happened. So she doesn't have to go through that
2: pain uh, painful event anymore. Well, yeah. she is, is the same soul. As the, so if she's giving her permission now, she's giving permission
0: in the past. Oh, okay, that works. <laughs> we have to consider free will here, you know? Yeah. Uh, how, how do you have permission to do that? Oh, the soul gave it to me. Oh, okay. it's it's the
2: same soul. Now, if it, we're dealing with different souls, okay. Now, now we're it's getting dicey because wait a minute, wait. You mean this soul number A one is giving permission to do something to soul number two? Wait, wait a minute. How, exactly. How,
0: <laughs> exactly. Uh,
2: I just have thought of an idea for a a Derek's restaurant. What if he he put up a, a wall? You know, it would be like a cult, like that'll grow or grow over time. Where you have you have a a promotion, so show us your Sasquatch picture, eat for free. So people would have to photograph themselves, be part of the photo. So every person showing their photo with with Sasquatch get the free meal. How's that? So that over time, <laughs> so over time the the, the wall would grow as more and more people put post their photos on the wall.
1: <laughs> well, people will get that because I'm gonna every once in a while walk through the restaurant in my Sasquatch uh, costume. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll stop and take selfies with the kids whoever wants to and get made fed up by the others. But yeah, we'll be doing stuff like that.
0: Oh, So those were the two subjects that I was interested in covering. What, what, what would you like to talk about, either of you? Do you have any idea? We've still got over half an hour of the show.
1: <laughs>
0: we don't have Mark to ask us a question.
1: <laughs> uh, Walt, you got any direction you want to head?
2: A question. Since before this, your son burned hard in space and before your race was born, I have awaited a question. Remember that? Remember that? The city at the edge of forever in, in mm-hmm. Star
0: Trek. You don't remember that?
1: Sounded no. familiar. I did not.
0: <laughs> what does it mean? What, what?
2: What? Well, the guardian of forever had been waiting since since before our sun burned of space. Is waiting for a question because the guardian of forever was was a portal that existed on a planet where the. Uh, Civilization that existed there fled through time, the planet was on its way out, you know, little by little the the planet was going to wind down its life so but they wanted to continue so they they instead of changing places, they changed time. They went to a different time altogether. So that was that was (laughs) the
0: episode of the city at the edge of forever. There are a lot of civilizations that seem to have just disappeared, Derek. Have you, have you ever encountered a, a you know this sort of thing that they did? In, I mean, this is what Walt's told stories about this. The uh, Omen, I think, was one of them. Was it, Walt? Which or one? The Omens that were before the Mayans and before the Aztecs. That they just disappeared. Oh, you mean the the uh,
2: what do you call it um i i keep forgetting um they were they they were uh the the uh, the anastasi the um the uh, what do you call the anastasi no no the it, it was a it's an it's an indian group it was here in in this ca and this I know
1: what 100.
0: you're talking about. I'm trying <laughs> to help you. The Anastasi or the Anasazi, yeah, Anastasi and they live in New New uh, Mexico. And they they li- lived in these uh, very very desert from our standpoint, a very very uh, intense desert environment, but they had they, they built into the cliffs and stuff. And so it was all like little cave cliff d- dwellers type of thing. But that is an amazing um, history that's been lost because that particular group of people, that city was a huge, huge city. They've discovered that even though they've got the ruins, you know, everybody's sort of familiar. uh, Keiko, is it Keiko Canyon? Yeah, I think it's Keiko Canyon. Um, No, Echo Canyon. Echo, E-C-H-O. The Coconian. and um they, they they've discovered that in the terrain there are there is a major thoroughfare. I'm talking like a highway that has been lost to time unless you're doing archaeology work, and then you find out, oh, look at, we got a road here, and they have discovered that there were. Like macaw, macaw parrots, up in this area of New Mexico, they're not <clears throat> they're not native to it. So, where do you get them? Well, you get them from South America. And that was only one example of different things that they found that were being traded by South South Americans. And based on the the schematics of the road that they're seeing, they think that this was once a very big, major trading center in uh, the Americas. And then suddenly they just disappeared. Now, you know, you know, there's a story about that disappearance. Let me see if I can remember. Somebody shows up. And. Brings games of gambling to these people. And he got these people so addicted to gambling that he basically was taking over the entire area because. You know, the house always wins. And it was such a negative, evil experience that instead of trying to make right where they were, what was happening, the vast majority of the people just moved out. I have no idea if that's true or not, but it is one of the stories associated because nobody knows why they just disappear. Maybe Derek can talk to him and say, "Why did you disappear <laughs> well if you if you look at the book, "The
2: Serpent of Light" by Chisadek, uh, he describes one of the experiences w- that he had with his group, where where they um, I forget where if it's Arizona, it's one of these desert states where they um went with their group and they discovered that this there was this whole tribe i don't know how many uh sir, how many members uh i don't remember the book describe how many members but they they were like stuck in time they had they they this guide uh a native american guide he had he talked them he walked them through the desert and he got to a point where there were these uh kivas remember the the um, these things are they like it looked like a well, well in the middle of the desert, and you go down uh a, an, uh a step ladder, a step like a ladder. Uh it's like a like a refuge or something, like a something in the desert. They call it a kiva, and they all sat down in in a circle to do the meditation. Because what happened is um again, it's been so many years since I read the book i I don't know he was able to ascertain what caused this, but these people were stuck in time they were there, but they were not in this time they were like a like a like a like in a pocket of time, so they were stuck in the past so he they were able to guide them and get out of there and uh, and and the uh, what do you call it the the um, the Native American guide that walked them through to this kiva. Who in the beginning he was kind of very leery of them. He didn't trust them because they're all white men. Uh, he only trusted Native American, you know, people. He was actually very grateful because they were able to guide these people out of that of that tra- trap of time. They were like in a in a pocket of time. For whatever whatever it was, they were trying to. They now that I'm remembering, they were trying to get away from whatever what was whatever event was going to be their downfall. So they found a way of skipping out of natural time and getting into this like pocket of time. But they ended up being stuck there. Now once they get there, now they can't get and they can't go anywhere. So that's the. The problem is that, yeah, they were able to save themselves, but by virtue of saving themselves, they ended up being trapped. So that was uh, one of the chapters in the book, whether they were able to guide those people to get out of that trap of time. So that would explain, that was a, a whole group that would explain uh, a, a how an entire tribe could disappear leaving no trace. Because they actually, they didn't go any place, they went to another time like a like a dimensional space it's in it's like i said it's one of the chapters of the serpent of light is the name of the of the book
0: so we could be living in in slightly out of well we're in our own frequency and there could be people walking around my house i don't know smoking dope i don't know drinking beer And I wouldn't even know it. Inelia recently
2: visited with the uh, Lemurians. They said we don't see them because of their their vibration. They're out of phase with what we call our usual everyday reality. And that's why you don't see them. But they're actually right here.
0: (laughs) Well, that was another uh, Star Trek thing there. Mm -hmm. Remember when kirk for some reason got they could they they were they could hear all these little voices like very fast like yeah know? they were accelerated yeah and and somehow or another he ended up being able to hear them because now he's in the same situation they were in and uh i don't remember all the details of it but it was just because they were moving faster than the people on the ship were and if they got hurt, uh, if
2: you got physically hurt, you would uh, age uh, at an accelerated pace. You would die of old age. Oh my! If you suffered uh, or an organic damage to to your bodies, so what, remember, in every episode, they killed, the uh, what do you call it? The red shirts. Whoever's wearing a red shirt gets killed. <laughs> <laughs> so, one of the red shirts I remember had a he got hurt with something and he died of old age right before everyone's
0: eyes. Right. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Do, you, do you think that there are, are groups of people living right next door to us that we don't know about,
1: Derek? Oh, 100%. Because, I mean, just think of it like an, um. and we've all probably heard this before, but a, an FM or AM radio. I mean, turn the dial, think your focus, well, you're going to hear country, blues, rap, disco, whatever, on the different channels, and they're all right there in the same space, and I'm not same place but space so oh yeah they're absolutely and that's what because i can tune in and it doesn't matter and your your imagination and again your emotions are what focuses so that's your dial to tune in and then it can you can perceive in different ways some of us can see stuff some can feel stuff some can you know there's lots of ways of perceiving it's like eating food you don't have to see your food to taste it or smell it or touch it because a lot of people think, well, you have to see the stuff. No, you don't. Um, you know, just know that it's there, and then all the other senses will heighten, and then you'll really get it. But, yeah, there's other realities or densities. That's, I don't like the word dimensions, of course, but densities. So, yeah, or frequency, again, that's a vague term as well, but just somewhere else on the dial. It's all right here. Because when I remote perceive, I don't have to, like, point to the west if I'm trying to look west or east or, I mean, Nothing
0: makes sense. Well, there's that, let's say, story that when we set off nuclear weapons that in endangered other dimensions was the words that I've heard used. So, <clears throat> if these people are living here on Earth, right in my own house, and we decide to blow the planet up with nuclear bombs... Well, yeah, we've taken out their living space too, wouldn't you think? Indeed,
1: I mean, well, it at the very least, disrupted it. But yeah, you would think so.
2: Well, all, all the people that have written books regarding the UFO phenomena, they invariably they start their their narrative with uh, Roswell, and they keep re, they keep repeating or rehashing the same story that the 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 russell crashes very significantly started at the time, at the time that they started doing the atomic tests in the desert because the atomic the atomic uh, detonations were actually effect, affecting the, the the continuum or the uh, energy integrity of the planet so that's why it brought the attention of the uh, aliens because they wanted to see okay what well, what are these crazy apes doing and how can we stop it so everything started from there from that moment on. Be- before uh before the nuclear blasts, there wasn't that much uh, uh many things recorded saying it's like oh, we're we're seeing UFOs every day. No, but ever ever since they started with the nuclear uh testing, uh the the UFO sightings became like ten times as numerous. And then you get, you know, Roswell.
0: Well, interestingly enough, the only nuclear-capable air force at the time was in Roswell Air Force Base. Mm. Well. Hmm. Yeah, he, he's the one.
2: He's, um, was it, uh, I think it was Grunbalo. I don't remember if it was the same book or one of these other books. He's the one who spoke about the... Uh, the re- the reason those uh, ships went down is because no no it it was this the other uh, Trevor James Constable now uh, he's an Australian writer he's the one who wrote in this book the cosmic pulse of life the Roswell crashes he goes on to explain them because he he said they were not part of the energy weave of the planet. So when they when they shifted in to come into the planet there was no reality to support their the ship that's why the ship crashed because when you think about it their their technology is far more advanced than ours so what why would they crash it makes no sense yes it makes sense if the the, reality, the local reality doesn't support your your projection then yes you're going to crash because there's nothing to support your ship and that would explain why those things crashed. Because those, uh, for example, if you read the, uh, the, the testimony by Sani Seto, this woman who's the incarnation of one of those, one of those uh, UFO uh, crew members, uh, that's exactly what happened is uh, the ship runs on your consciousness. The control panels just looks like a couple of hands, handprints. And you're putting your head, hands in it, so actually the ship is doesn't even need a computer because it's running on you. You're the intelligence driving the machine. But if you, all of a sudden there's nothing supporting that intelligence, when okay, I can't keep the ship on the air anymore, and they went down. So that's why she had those memories. She remembers when she was uh, operated on, and she was and she was captured at the air at the Air Force. So Sunny remembers all of that. I don't know if she's still alive. She was living in New Mexico.
0: There's a lot of things we don't know about. <laughs> you think? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, okay, so one of the things that's happened out there, uh, Derek, did you get a chance to look at those Images I sent you, I sent you yesterday. We had talked about it. Um, well, actually, it, it's in Facebook. At, uh, I was
1: Facebook. just going to ask
0: you that. Where did you send it off? opened it now. But... Yeah. Where's Derek? I want to get that. I've got it up in my queue, but I've also got about 50 queues up. I mean, 50 thingy me kickies. Okay, so here's this guy here we go. All right, I'm going to put this in the chat room. OK, chat room. All right, this is. Well, that's very weird how that came out. Let's see if it'll work as a link. Yeah,
1: video um, uh, you sent me videos.
0: Yeah, but I, then I sent you another one that just takes you to the Shanghai pendants. These are. Uh, I just sent you the. Uh, oh, okay. this is the,
2: this is the lady that uh, uh, that's uh, with Janine and uh, Jean Claude, the organized.
0: Yes, yes, but now Cliff High is really into it,
1: and I've because got I don't know if we have my uh, What. So, talking about those hexagon shaped ones with this all of it.
0: Well they've got different shapes did you find the the ascension ascensionorganites.com I put it in chat you can just click yes she's the
2: owner of Carla is the owner of ascension organites.
1: No I'm there I see all their pendants we've got these all these same cuts these are ones that are just pre-done that you can buy from a distributor yeah. All kinds of, yeah, every one of these little teardrop ones to longer, I don't know, oval shaped ones. Um, the laser etched ones where they put little trees in there and this, that and the other. Yeah, I have access to all that stuff. I only, I like doing the laser, my own laser etching, of course, that love and heels on there. Um, but no, a lot of these are good pendants. I mean, I like the shapes of a lot of them. That's why I have them as well.
0: But they, they're, they're just the raw regular ones.
1: Correct. Yeah, regular yeah. shungite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, a solid piece, not not um not resin. I'm talking to the listeners, not a uh, resin one. So just a solid carved piece of shungite, You know, maybe the size of a quarter. Yeah,
2: you know, it's not as strong as the the ones in resin because this is a single piece. But when you have the uh, what do you call it the resin the resin pieces which is made of shungite powder. You got millions of particles on there, they're all resonating with each other. It's much more powerful than uh, than uh, than one whole piece.
0: Well, you so, add the the silver to it, and you've even got something yeah a step up from that. Well, quite a bit, a few steps up from that. Mm-hmm. So I'm just I'm just making people aware that this is trending. They've already run out all of these. Well, not all of them, but Cliff High and Janine and John Claude, and they're all into this. This is what they're into. And when you listen to, I've only listened to Cliff Hyde very sh- short uh, statement about it, but th- he's talking about the EMF. That's why they're wearing them, the EMF, and that the EMF um, is. I think he usually used the word, I think he said the word blocked, but I'm not sure. But it, it's not the concept of enterology at all. And I feel bad that they're all into this, but they're not getting the true teachings that Shungite can give us. You know, that it's not. It, the shape is important to a degree, but not really. Um, it, this is a very nice version of Shungite, but. If you take it further, like Walt just explained, you know, you've got something even more and that you can get through mystical wares. I'm not telling you not to support these people, but I'm telling you if you're into Shungite that you need to, for your own understanding of it, do a lot more research than these people are giving you. And if you go to mystical wares, we've done the research, it's there. Go to the research page. FAQs on Shungite and the research—you're going to find a tremendous amount of information. But it's like these guys are just being introduced to it. So even eight years after we started this project, now you're seeing people who—these people have got the, tens of thousands of people following, and it's just—God, uh, I just wish they would listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> You know? Anyway. But what's your opinion on them, Derek? You want to...
1: On the pendants? Yeah. No, they're good. I like them. I mean, they're not... I agree with Walto, too. I mean, really, the key uh, combo there is, you know, Shungite and silver. In that whatever form you can get that. Be it the, the cosmic um, silver Shungite tumbled nuggets or in a resin or whatever. So... That's, I mean, I like those too, but, you know, just, I mean, I have, what do I have one? No, I have one of the pendants right now, a cosmic one. Um, yeah, they're good. Those are good for animals. I mean, they're good for humans too, but they're just, again, the, the. I don't like the word stronger, but the the better choice, more energetic choice would be the blend with silver in whatever way you can do that. So, um but no, they're good pendants, and like the shape of them and everything too. That's why I've had some, and we have probably in the shelf of mystical wares right now. I don't know that we have everything online. I know we don't have everything online that we have in store. It's just too hard to to get that many items and keep up on it. But um, no, they're. So I guess it's good in any form.
0: Yep. But the best form is what you get from mystical wares. <laughs> I'm just saying that not because I'm. You know, God, i got to support Derek. It's just because I know in my heart of hearts that we know more about it. We've been at this for a very long time. We've taken the, I mean, and what I mean a long time, I mean, it's not just that we have looked at the Shungite for a long time. We, me, Derek, Walt, and other people involved in it, our whole lives have been, this experience and this experience and this experience so that when you get to you know to the situation with shungite all of a sudden all of this back learning that you're being, being taught makes sense because now you've got something that is extremely powerful that can make so many amazing changes in your own personal life in the life of the of the the, the you know the world and um so yeah Shop at Mystical Wares. <laughs> is there anything else that you've done recently? Of course, you've been all involved in the, the den, but um, anything that you want to promote? What we should promote, too, is live uh, auctions, Derek. Oh,
1: yeah. You the still live got the right? hmm Yeah, those are kind of automated, so I'm having trouble getting new stuff up, but there is still stuff up there that can be purchased cheaper than regular. Um, through the auctions, even some Shungite stuff. As well, um, what was that? I was just going to tell you something about. Um, oh, um. Oh my gosh, uh, I'm trying to remember the podcast name now. Um, the Compassionate Viking. Did we mention that one on, on Chungite Reality Podcast? So basically, and he's, he can meet, that's a podcast, okay, that I'm talking about, everyone listening, is uh, The Compassionate Biking. He's on, just pick your platform, Spotify, on probably all of them. Um, and I was interviewed by him in my office, um, so in-person interview a couple of weeks ago, um, literally days before Bigfoot's den started um, turning on. So that's, and I haven't heard it, well, I don't hear any of mine but that is out there. I still need to share it on our website, Uh, but he's a great guy, great podcaster, talks about a lot of similar stuff we do um, about natural healing and remedies and and tools we can use. So just wanted to put that out there. Then I don't know what we have coming up. I'll just have to keep you guys updated on stuff as it happens with Bigfoot's Den, but even that. Kinda of wait until we open we're we're gonna have live bands and stuff like that in Nancy as well. We can contact it by a couple of those. Um, so that'll be fun.
0: Okay, so Walt, anything else you would like to kind of talk about regarding enterology or shanghai or well, right
2: now i'm uh, I'm waiting for the uh, this, this lady, because I uh, remember I told you guys that I was shipping uh, an eagle to Blaine. Well, in, in actuality, it's going to Blaine, but then the, the lady is going to drive across the border to Langley, Canada. That's where the eagle is going. <laughs> oh. Because she wants to help Canada with, because, with all the fires they've gotten. Because uh, I sent the fellow that's living in Spokane, that Derek says Spokane is in the east part of the state. I sent them a photo of my eagle, and he used a photo of the eagle. and And actually, the the smoke that they were getting, as they, all the all the smoke and all of that, has cleared away. They got they got rain, and uh, all the the smoke got taken care of. So I guess it worked for them with just the, a photo. Um, <laughs> so now the Canada's getting an eagle. So I don't know how far from the from the border is Langley, but according to the map it's not far away. So we'll see. I asked her if she sent me if she could send me photos when she got there, the the unit there.
0: And the one in uh California, Derek, um I guess it was a say what was it, say what show? I'm trying to think of what show it was. We had uh Yasmin West on with her husband Bob. And Bob's real interesting because he works in the business that gets water from the lakes, the rivers, the wells to the community. The equipment and all the plant that, you know, processes the water. He he's involved in that. And he said that for years before they got the eagle. They were in a drought situation to the point that, he said, the last resort that we use to get water is the wells and they were running dry. So they get the eagle and now, what, 18 months later, all of the, there, there is no water problem in California based on where he is and what he's doing you know they're not taken from the wells they're taken from the rivers and the lakes so these things actually do have a massive impact now you can say it's coincidence but coincidence is thought and action and you know anyone out there who wants to, to just check into this you know we know that you can make an etheric double just like he's he's explained here um, you're welcome to, to we've got pictures of the different eagles you're Welcome to look at that eagle, take a picture of it. Walt will tell you to do... To, to, you take the positive picture and then make it into a negative picture. Most programs will let you do that. And then you put them together. That's one of the keys to making an etheric double. Right, Walt? Uh-huh. Yeah. So, you, you know, you don't need to have the physical device there if you do have the physical device there it's linked to the well getting to be a worldwide grid of not just shungite all over the place you can see the shungite grid map but uh eagles these are you know essentially were originally known as cloud busters but we know that we know we know they do a lot more than just you know control the weather they can do a lot of other things. And we're only learning. You know, the more we work with them, the more we learn about, you know, what what are we really capable of doing? And again, we're not doing anything new. <laughs> you know, the ancients understood the same energies that we work with now. We just are working with them in with the concept of having energy devices that actually tap into the same energies and with the interaction of your thoughts, your intuition, your intentions, um, make them work. So, another thing you guys might want to think about, we talk about it quite often, is that you can sign up for a scalar. Every Friday, uh, Derek puts out a scalar signal, and you can sign up to be included in uh let's say the targeting of that signal by just going to slash scalar and you'll go down you're going to read about scalar what it is what it does and then you go down and you'll see free session and you just have to click on that and every friday for you know 12 hours you'll be in that uh that signal now he keeps a signal it's basically two maybe a third one I think but basically two signals that are kind of generic signals like uh, immune booster and uh, digestive uh, work those are those are the generic and so you're getting a generic healing wave and it's your intentions if you've got problems you work with it that during that 12 hours and you'll see a lot of benefits I know because I've been doing this for long time now, I forget when you started this, but it's free, you got nothing to lose except your time to sign up for it, and it's, you know, it's, it's, he's very generous doing this, and I, I, every Friday is special because of that. Um, the other thing is, we got the live auction, we've got that, he also has, you can sign up through the same processing, uh, every, the first uh, day of every month, the Derek turns on the scaler again but this time he's putting in his own individual healing energies into it so um you want to say anything on that derek
1: um no i appreciate you bringing it up but yeah those are available for free and on the um the first of the month as she was mentioning too when i do the remote sessions they're no different i don't like you know Pull back on energy, this, that and the other because it was a free one, not at all, and it's not a a volume thing. There's no mass to to energy in the way we're talking about it, so it doesn't really make a difference if you're on a list with other people. So don't think that it won't have an effect because as also Nancy mentioned, your intentions are part of the recipe. So hold your own space and intention and know you're healed already during these things. Um, and then you can have a much more um, beneficial outcome um, or results from it. So, um, no, that's all I really wanted to mention, but I appreciate you bringing them up.
0: I well, know, and also, also, you can put your whole family in there, your pets, your, you know, the family. You, you just have to make that intention when you're signing up for it, you know, that this is for everybody in my family. I want them all to be able to feel this wave of energy, even if they don't understand it. It's
2: it's,
0: I'm trying to think if there's anything else that anyway, um okay, tomorrow is Wednesday, and that's the Radio five G is gonna be on at noontime. And that is a we're gonna do an hour. Mark and I are gonna come back in the second hour and talk about it. But it's an hour on the digital prison. You know, digital currency, digital ID, you know, what, 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 are, what are they trying to do? And it's a, I think you'll find it very informative. It's a well-done kind of bringing together a lot of these different terms that you hear and uh, hearing it, you know, oh, well, that kind of makes sense. And um, that's with uh, Seth Holhouse and uh, Aman Jabi tomorrow. And tonight, we've got Cosmic Reality Radio Show. And in between, we've got Cosmic Reality Chronicles. And this is the day that you came back to the radio after having your, your uh, let's say, health issue, Walt. It's pretty interesting. Wow. We thank you all for being here. We will see you, hopefully, in, in Cosmic Reality. And uh, please, just be safe. You have been listening to the Shanghai Radio show produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for being here. Be safe.